Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The message for today, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost, rises up out of the words of Jesus heard just now from that gospel lesson from Luke chapter 12. Please be seated. It is a glorious morning out there, isn't it, today? A touch of fall in the air feels wonderful. So in that gospel lesson, just a, a quick story at the start of the service, Jesus speaks about birds of the air and flowers of the field, in particular about ravens during the Saturday evening joy service last evening. Throughout most of the service, there was some very irritated crow who was on the roof right over here who was craw, craw, craw. Throughout the whole service, he is blessedly gone this morning. So. It was kind of funny. You know, we live in a particularly anxious point in time right now. There's a lot of things going on in the world around us that lead us to be anxious, worried, concerned, rightly so. What is it that makes you anxious? We look at the, the man's face there on the screen in front of you. The face says it all, doesn't it? The, the worried lines across the forehead, the downturned face, that's us. That's us when we are worried and concerned. So what is it that keeps you up at night, robbing you of, of sleep? Financial matters, health concerns, job situation, family issues, the list sort of goes on and on from there, doesn't it? But maybe your concerns are not just limited to you as an individual, but they're larger than that. National, global terrorism, changing and extreme weather patterns that are affecting lots of things like crop production, which have impact on food and hunger. The world's population outstripping the resources to support it. Truth is we can and do worry about lots of different things in life. But when all is said and done, what do we accomplish by all of this anxious worry? Not much, not much at all. And this is what Jesus is getting at in today's gospel lesson with that opening verse which we read together. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Jesus' words become the basis for the sermon this day under the theme, a non-anxious life. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. So let me qualify at the outset here and just say about that sermon title, a non-anxious life, that's really an impossibility for us, I believe. But what we're striving for is a less anxious life. By nature, we are prone to worry. Some of us more than others, but everybody at some point gets worried, gets anxious about something. You may know the, the number of people, including the number of children who suffer with anxiety-related disorders is skyrocketing. 
It is just getting ever larger. And in fact, this is the most common form of mental illness in our nation today, anxiety-related disorders. It is very real. So Jesus' words then about do not be anxious, well, they strike a nerve with many of us. We love not to deal with the effects of anxiety, but it's not so easy. And sometimes you may even feel like Charlie Brown here. My anxieties have anxieties, right? We love to worry less sort of turning all our cares and anxieties and worries over to Jesus, he invites us to do this very thing. Come to me, he says, all you who labor and are bearing heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. That's his invitation. But see, the challenge for us is leaving those cares, those burdens, with Jesus. We like to turn them over to him, but we're awfully good at snatching them back again. We don't leave them there in his care and keeping. And why do we do that? Why do we do that? Do we think that somehow we're going to be able to control things by our worry? That we'll even alter the outcome of a situation by our worry? If so, we are very much mistaken. Jesus tells us, which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Yeah, we know from our own experience how true that really is. Worry and anxiety not only do not add to our span of life, in fact, they detract from it. The mental and emotional strain leads to physiological strain and illness, which does indeed take away from life, life as God intended it for us. So Jesus then points us to the natural world around us, birds and flowers. Jesus talks about the ravens. He talks about the lilies. Our Heavenly Father cares for them. He provides for them. And if that is true, with these parts of God's good creation, won't it also be true for you and for me, people for whom the Son of God shed his blood on the tree of the cross? How much more valuable are we than the birds, Jesus says. By our anxious worrying, our fretting over things that are usually outside of our control anyway, we sort of undercut the truth of the Father's never-ending love and care for us, his children. So Jesus then calls us to put our trust in that heavenly Father who sent his Son into the world to suffer and die for us all, that he will meet our needs. Not always our wants, but our needs, day by day. 
just like he cares for the birds and the flowers. Now you may be thinking, well, if it were only food and clothing that I had to be worried about, well, that'd be a pretty good place to be. You see, often our worries, our cares are more complex. They're multi-layered, multi-faceted. It's not just about food and clothing that we are concerned. And so, food and clothing are needs, though, right here in Fairfax County, one of the wealthiest nations in the, uh, counties in the entire nation. But so often, we are focused on scarcity, what we don't have. And we forget that we worship and serve a God of abundance who is more than able to handle our needs. Just like the psalmist says in that blessing found in the catechism, blessing before meals, the eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you give to them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. What this means is that nothing is impossible with the Lord. Even as today's Old Testament lesson pointed out, God made Abraham and his wife Sarah, who were childless, even in old age, to have offspring as numerous as the stars in the heaven and the sand on the seashore. And if God can do that, won't he also take care of us and our needs day by day? God is more than able to do this, even transforming our hearts and minds from worry and anxiety to praise and thanksgiving for the Father's good gifts to us all. So much of what we worry about, as Jesus identifies in the gospel lesson, is about things. And Jesus calls us away from things and possessions and stuff. He calls us to order our lives differently from the world around us because, like Jesus, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. The world around us calls us to seek more and more things, more and more possessions, more and more stuff. Get the newest, the shiniest, the fastest. You deserve it. You are worth it. That's what we're told. Jesus gives us a different message. You see, in Jesus, our worth doesn't lie in things and possessions and stuff. Our worth doesn't come from our intelligence or our looks or our bank account or our skill set or any such thing. Our worth comes from the one who fashioned and formed us, who rescued and redeemed us, who loves us and gave himself for us. And because of all of this, Jesus calls us to seek first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these other things will be added to us as well. You see, Jesus calls us to an inheritance that does not become obsolete, does not pass away. He tells us, fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in heaven, in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Some time ago, I received this little coaster as a gift. This is a picture of what it looks like. I know you can't see this, but you can see that. And it sits on the desk in my office. Its message is simple, but it is profound. My worries are few because my blessings are many. And it's a reminder to me of how Jesus, our Savior, calls not just me, he calls all of us to live, not filled with worry, not weighed down with anxious fretting. He calls us to be filled with gratitude for his blessings. You see, the antidote for anxious worry is thanksgiving, not the holiday in late November, but the daily giving of thanks to God for his gifts and mercies freely bestowed on each one of us. This attitude of gratitude serves as a corrective to the woe is me mentality that can quickly overtake us and send us spiraling down. So when we slow down, when we take time to reflect on how good, how gracious the Lord is each and every day, even on those days when things do not go the way we planned, even on those days when things seem crashing down around us, the Lord remains good and gracious. And when we recognize that, we begin to experience a change wrought by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our worries will likely never disappear entirely, but by the grace of God, they do indeed become fewer because we are intentionally looking at our lives and we're looking at the world around us through the lens of Jesus. We're looking for blessings. We're giving thanks for those blessings. And that changes us. And by extension, it begins to change those around us. So what truly matters then is not stuff. We're not tied down to transient things that rust and rot. What truly matters is the lasting treasure that we have in Jesus. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.
This side of heaven, we are not guaranteed a perfect life where everything goes beautifully every day, where we are trouble-free or even worry-free. But what we are guaranteed is that in Jesus, we need not walk alone. And we need not bear those burdens alone. The one who loves us, who laid down his life for us, now walks beside us every step of the way through this life. He invites us who are bearing heavy burdens to turn them over to him. He promises to shoulder these in our behalf, giving us strength for each day. And friends, that is blessed assurance. That brings blessed comfort. It brings peace, which passes all understanding. Do you know somebody who, at this particular point in time, is struggling with worry, with anxious concern over something? If so, you may be the one who, by divine appointment, the Lord would use to help that person, to bring them a word of hope to someone who is in that situation. Point them to Jesus and the hope that we have in him. As that closing verse in today's psalm reminds us, let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. May God make it so, for Jesus' sake. Amen. And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly. Your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Amen.